With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's already hour three on this Monday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. The great Bob Costas will join us. Get his thoughts on Shohei Otani going to the Dodgers. Sunday night, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens take on Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. That's uh, 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Uh, Trevor Lawrence did play, but Jacksonville losing again. The Ravens are good, and maybe they're very good, but I watch and I go, they just they don't deliver a knockout punch. And uh, give credit to the Rams. You know, the Rams are a really they're a dangerous team. They are. They're fun to watch. But they were so bad last year, and expectation level wasn't very high this year. But they are fun to watch. They got a couple of receivers. They got a running back there. Got a great head coach, Matthew Stafford. And they gave Baltimore everything that they could handle. And then you had the punt return for the uh, the touchdown. All right, so Bob will join us uh, coming up tonight. The Titans and the Dolphins. The Titans are getting 14. Packers at the Giants with the Packers giving six. Makes me nervous. Home dog Monday night. Lions just, by the way, what's up with the Lions? And, and, and that was one of those games where you say you can't lose because it feels like the, the glitter is starting to fall down on the floor here with Detroit. That they were the darlings and we love it. We love the coach and this is a great story. That city, now you've lost two or three. Two or three, and you got Dallas coming up in a couple of weeks as well. But you lose to the Bears. And they play the Broncos next. And the Broncos, as Mike Golick pointed out, they might be as dangerous as anybody right now, the way they're playing. And their defense has been playing really well. But you're watching Detroit. And what's strange when I watch the Bears is I want to talk myself into Justin Fields. Like, I, I, I root for him just because... Most people don't root for him. And I'm watching him, and and he had a couple of really nice throws, had a rushing touchdown first time, I think, in a couple of months that he's done that. I just, I don't know. You know, that stability is so important for a quarterback and your offensive coordinator, the philosophy you have. Get a weapon or two in there. They got a good tight end. They got a good receiver. You know, 
they've improved the offensive line, I guess. But, you know, can they parlay this if they have the number one pick into a couple of number one picks? And then maybe they get Marvin Harrison. With the, you know, they, they get somebody good. Brock Bowers. They get somebody. They get, they get some weapons in there. But I don't want to be paying Justin Fields that kind of money. But I'm going to have to do that. And that's, if you said that he was going into his second year, then I would keep him. But now all of a sudden, you know, I've got to pick up the fifth-year option. Now all of a sudden we're getting into a little bit pricier neighborhood here. And that's what makes me nervous about him. All right, Seton, poll question for the uh, final hour of the program is going to be what? Let me update you, Dan, on the, uh, the first two hours. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We have a, should the referees have thrown the flag uh, on Kadarius Tony, the Chiefs wide receiver? Yes. Uh, that's 90% said yes. Yes. I mean, he, he was <laughs> offside. I, I don't know what the 10% think unless they should have told him that he was offside. Hey, hey, 19, you're really, really offside. Huh? Hot, hot. I mean, it, it was a wonderful play. And if it's Kelsey who improvised, it was awesome. And would I love to have seen it? Yes. But he was offside. You just can't go, well, come on. Come on. What else, Seton? <laughs> Do you want to throw up there? You, th- you had this question earlier, mm. who the best team in the NFC is. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers. Maybe we wait till tomorrow with that. Yeah. Yeah. I would still say San Francisco because San Francisco put up, what, 42 points on that defense? Mm. Um, yeah, it, that was more of, I'm not sure about the Eagles. I don't, their defense, secondary. But, you know, every team, it feels like, for the most part, will have that two, three, four game stretch where you're like, man, I don't know. Because the 49ers had that last month where you're going, I don't know. What happened here? No, oh, Brock Purdy, he's not an MVP. Yeah, yeah he is. And Debo, McCaffrey. Uh, you know, there's a lot of toys there. And then that defense. It's probably the best team in football right now. I don't think you'd get too many arguments with that. But I think what Dallas showed you is, if they're at home uh, in that building, that's a direct route to go to the NFC title game. Because they win there. It's when they go on the road. They got Buffalo coming up. They got Miami on the road. That's where I want to see what they do. And I know it is not fair. I say that up front. We're not fair when it comes to the Cowboys. Because whatever you do during the regular season, great. You want to give Dak the MVP? Great. It's going to come down to games in January. And that's where I want to see Dak be great. Or a kicker who's been perfect. And then all of a sudden you get to January. And then he's not so perfect. You know, they're doing offense, defense, and special teams. So, you know, all three facets. They have been really, really good this year. At least since the bye week. Yes, Marvin? They're basically the Chargers, but with much more media coverage. They're on generation number two or three of, man, we're 13-3, and three, we're 13-4 and four this year, and we flame out in the playoffs. When they had Romo and T.O. and Witten, and they were 13-3, and three, home playoff game, whoop, crap to bed. By the way, I don't know if anybody saw this or put those two together, but Travis Kelsey with the pass to Kadarius Toney that you know, would have given them the go-ahead score. Frank Wycheck uh, passed away this weekend. He had the Music City Miracle. And on that kickoff, and he was a tight end. 
threw the ball across the field and uh, to Dyson. And just the fact that it happened you know, on Sunday and you almost had this great play. Now, that was in the playoff game with uh, Music City Miracle that got him into the uh, Super Bowl. But uh, you know, I couldn't help but look at any kind of connection between you know, those two. Those two plays. Yes, Paul. And that play by Frank Wycheck, that lateral, is one of the most dissected plays in sports history. People still look and say, where did the ball go forward? Was it even? Was it going backwards? People still have one side or another on that one. Yeah, and I remember being in the basement, and my wife's like, dinner! And I go, okay, okay, you know, dinner! Like, okay! And then, you know, there's going to be a kickoff. I go upstairs, have no idea what just happened in the Music City Miracle. <laughs> All of a sudden, I got, you know, some messages. That's unbelievable. You know, when somebody says, oh, you didn't see it. And I go, no, no, what? What do, what do you mean? And then I was like, oh, my God. And then my wife goes, was it important? I go, no. No, it wasn't, hon. Mm, this meatloaf is great. Mm, yes. <laughs> Can we set some type of alarm system up on your TV as if you're leaving and something great happens? What? Like, what? What? And you run back to your TV mm, and pops on. No. Let's invent that app. No. Mm, mm. Uh, a couple of phone calls in here. Once again, Bob Costas will uh, join us coming up. Who benefits next from Shohei Otani's contract? Like Juan Soto is going to play this year with the Yankees, and then he'll be up. What do you do if you're his agent where you go, uh, we want Otani money? And learn to pitch. There is no player comp. So when somebody's going to go, man, all these free agents are going to benefit from Shohei Otani. I don't think so. I, you know, because if I just look at him, and, and we've talked about this for a while, if he's a $30 million pitcher and a $30 million hitter, so that's $60 million. Well, he might be a $30 million pitcher and a $40 million hitter. So there's your $70 million. If I'm took, look, looking at a guy who does both things... Now, do I think he's going to be able to do this for a long period of time? Both? No, I don't. And having two Tommy Johns not going to pitch this year coming up, that's where I thought, okay, maybe like 550. So Mike Trout has the record, had the record at 430, 430 million. <laughs> Tony goes, what, 270 million more than that? And if you're Mike Trout, do you want to stay? Your team became less relevant. Yeah. And, and that's shocking. That two of the best players in baseball. And, and for the Angels to lose him to the Dodgers. Now, it's bad enough you lost him. You don't get it. You'll get like, uh, what, draft picks? Yeah, great. And uh, you lose him to the Dodgers. At least if you lost him to Toronto, he's going to another country. Yes, Marvin. Otani doesn't even have to move. I know. Hey, guys, how are you? <laughs> you going to practice? Me too. Yeah. Depends on how L.A. he's gotten, though, because he's oh. like, well, the traffic, uh, there's no way I could get over there. So <laughs> there's no way with this traffic I could get there. Well, he's in Newport. That's a haul. You got to take the... Oh. Yeah, the, you know, to the, the 105 to, to La Brea, the, the Pico <laughs> that time of day. La Cienega. You don't want to take it after 3 p.m. Not after 3 p.m. Santa Ana freeway. I, re I remember driving... <laughs> I remember driving in L.A. It was like one in the afternoon, and I was going to go visit somebody in Burbank, and I was in Santa Monica. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I, I should be there in no time. And he goes, 
uh, there's no such thing as being there in no time. He goes, everything's about 40 minutes away. And I go, all right, leave at 1 o'clock. I said, I'll be there by 2. 3.30, got there. 3.30, and then he says, you can't go back. I go, what do you mean? He goes, you, you, you gotta, you're going to have to wait. I go, I got to be here for like four hours? He goes, yeah, probably. And then, then you can go back. I go, oh my God. and then he says, do you know we have friends in accordance to how close they are to us? You, if you, you'll even say to somebody, hey, we should get together. Well, where do you live? And then they tell you, and they'll go, oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so your friendship is really based on, Who's, you know, the proximity? Yes, Don. See me, Valley. I'll see you on your birthday. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe once you on your birthday. Yeah, Paul. When yeah. we would go out to L.A. and do our shows at DirecTV, like, Seat and I would be like, all right, we're going to go downtown. And we'd tell the people, you want to meet us down at like 530? They're like, oh, yeah. yeah. There's no chance. Yeah, not going to be able to get there. That, yeah, going to see, the first time we went out there, I called my cousin. I was like, hey, what's up? I'm going to be in town or whatever. Do uh, you want to meet for dinner? It's like, yeah, no problem. And I didn't know anything about L.A., and I'm, uh, he's like, well, I'm in Los Feliz, uh, whatever. Where are you staying? I said, Santa Monica. Santa Monica? <laughs> like, I might as well have been in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, bring a passport. Santa Monica? You want me to get out to Santa Monica for dinner? Are you crazy? I got to get out to the... At like, this ah, time? Why? No. I'm like, it's, it's this far on the map. Why? How could it possibly be that? But then you fast forward a few years later. I'm like, that's it. I'm going out there one time. They're going to see everybody I know out there one time because I'm not doing that drive. Uh, a couple of phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Tilly in Bloomington is back. Todd said he would never come back, and Tilly is back. Shocked. Hi, Till. Todd, how dare you disrespect me like Terrible. that? I'll tell you. I, Prove I me wrong. You, though, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you get a day off and you call in. Yay! I know. Hey, I haven't listened to a full show in a while, but I got to tell you off the bat, you got some good caller voices these days. I heard Gus, Shay. Barry and Buddha, you got some. There's some good, uh, some yep. good, good regulars in those yep. voices. Hey, real quick, best and worst. Best was the Pacers getting to the championship this weekend, having a bad game in the championship, but getting there is great. Worst, you touched on it. Pat's Chargers um, said, "Hold, uh, hold my beer." From a couple weeks ago when the Vikings Raiders played today, and then, man, if you haven't heard it, you got to check out what Rex Ryan said today earlier on another show when they were talking about the Chiefs play, uh, to quote Rex Ryan, well, this is a toe that I really don't like. All righty, Rex. A little foot fetish there. You know, not many analysts do have foot fetish humor like Rex. Does. We have the list. If yeah. you want to. Uh, Andy in Georgia. Hi, Andy. Thank you for holding best and worst of the weekend. What's up, DP? Hey, Happy bud. Monday, yep. fellas. Hey, I wanted to say uh, thank you as a four-time member of the Can't Get Up and Change the Channel Club for providing a little bit of levity while I'm sitting here glued to my lazy boy watching the show. Right, my, uh, my worst of the weekend. Right, Andy, what's after, wrong with you? Uh, I had a little meniscus repair, a little meniscus cut out this time. What about the other three? The other three, uh, I had an ACL repair, I had an ACL revision, and then it, uh, it didn't take, so they had to go in and take it out after that one. So it's, uh, I was born with great knees. Okay. I don't know if it's the knees or it's you, Andy. So, uh, you know, maybe we, we cut back on some activities here. Yeah, I'm definitely going to stop running. That's never happening again. Okay. Uh, best hey, and worst uh, of the weekend. My worst? Yes, sir. My worst of the weekend happened just now, man. You said Brock Bowers 
to Chicago. We can't do that to my boy. He deserves better if they go into the Bears. <laughs> they had Roquan, and they ditched him. They had Leonard Floyd, and they ditched him. We can't do that to Brock. He's got to go to a winning organization. Okay. Um, my best, my, my belated best of the weekend, sir, it's um, one of my son's jiu-jitsu coaches. Her name is Madeline Shellman. She went out to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia a couple of weeks ago to the World Combat Games and won the gold medal in the Pan Creation. So she is a legitimate gold medal ass kicker. All right. Well, thank you, Andy. Good luck with your rehab there. That was going to be my best of the weekend. No. Tom. Beat me to it. Yeah. All right. Tell you what, if Andy had a better voice, uh, I would take it. He's going uh, after you with the voice and then the knee surgeries. Mm. He, I felt mm. like he was trying to flex on you a little bit. Mm. Yeah, but what's his hair look like? I don't know. Plus, you can't get this voice. <laughs> I mean, you can't. Yeah. Although people want to know how I get it. And I go, uh, I just open my mouth and talk. Like, you didn't, like, do anything? I go, no, no, just just there one day. So you can give up hope of ever getting this. Yes, voice. you'll never have this. It's a blessing. You either Thank have you. it or you don't. Yeah, it can be a curse, though, sometimes, Todd. Blessing and a curse. Uh, Bob Costas will join us coming up next. I'll put my ego in check. We're back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. More phone calls coming up, best and worst of the weekend. MLB Network turns 15 years old on January 1st. They're going to be asking for the car keys, and that's going to be a problem. You guys have an experience. that Well, Todd has. But when your kids, they want to drive, and they're 15, then all of a sudden you got drama there. A little stressful. Yes, it is. Thank you, Todd. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. He's the Hall of Famer sportscaster. He's Bob Costas. And part of MLB Network's Prime 9 Countdown Series returns tonight with Bob as the host here, and it runs all week long, uh, ranking first baseman and second baseman tonight at 5 and 5.30 Eastern MLB Network. Bob, thanks for joining us. If I talked to you a week ago and I said you're the commissioner and you could place Otani wherever you want, that's in the best interest of baseball, what would your answer have been? I think it's probably the answer they wound up with. It's probably the Dodgers. Now you could say that the Yankees or the Mets, maybe New York gives them a little bit more of a, you know, it's a larger market numerically, but you want him to be happy. You want him to thrive. I think where they were really holding their breath, and maybe it was just leverage from an agent standpoint, but when there was serious talk that the Blue Jays were in the mix, with all due respect to them and their fans and the history of the franchise, it's nothing against them. That would have been bad for baseball overall. You just can't maximize the benefit to baseball as an industry with Shohei Otani in Toronto. But you most certainly can uh, with the Dodgers. They're always good. They're often disappointing in terms of what happens in October. But they're always good. There's an almost certainty that you'll see him in the playoffs. Maybe he gets deep into the playoffs. Uh, the team itself is a marquee team. They have a national following. They have all the resources to maximize this. They're one of the very few teams that can amortize this investment and actually make it profitable. Uh, $700 million just breaks the bank and breaks the previous paradigm. Everybody knows that. Uh, cumulatively, about $300 million more than anybody else has gotten. But to use the word that's been thrown around about him for years, the guy's a unicorn, and so is this deal. I'm trying to understand the Angels. You know, you lose him. You don't get any compensation, a draft pick or whatever, and you lose him to the Angels or the Dodgers. That's a bad right. weekend, Bob. But we we could see this happening. You don't want to be the GM or owner who traded away Otani, but you don't want to be the owner or GM who didn't get anything for Otani when he left yeah. you. Well, when, there was a lot of talk about this on the MLB Network at the trade deadline, of course. And at that point... The Angels, who seem to always sadly disappoint, they were only three or four games out of the last wild card. And I thought that Artie Moreno and the front office of the Angels actually kept faith with their fan base by saying, A, we're going to keep him, even if it's only for two more months that you get to see this once, not in a lifetime, but once in forever in the history of baseball player. And we're going to make an effort, therefore, in the next couple of months and beyond to retain him. Now, that effort was unsuccessful. The trap door opened on them. They plummeted to below 500. They were not in the race. But the day they announced that they were not going to put him on the trading block, you may remember this, they had a doubleheader in Detroit, yeah. a straight doubleheader, not yeah. a split. And 
pitched a complete game shutout or an eight-inning one-hit shutout, and then he hit two home runs as the DH in the next game. So at that point, you know, spirits are high around the Angels. I can't blame them. I feel bad. I know there are criticisms of every owner when a team doesn't succeed. But you think about the Angels with Mike Trout, and then they got Pujols, and they got a good player instead of a great player. He was a great player with the Cardinals. What they wound up was with a good player for a while in the second half of his career. They, they signed Josh Hamilton. At that point, he was an MVP, and he had personal problems, and the, the trap door opened on him as well. They had Otani for a while and couldn't get to the postseason with Otani and Trout both. You can't say they didn't try. I mean, the Rendon signing, he comes off a, a World Series title and big RBI numbers with the Nats and doesn't do the same with the Angels. It feels like the whole franchise is snake bit. I'm wondering Otani's impact on the game – 10 years, 15 years down the road where are teams going to be encouraging or not discouraging your pitcher from being a hitter or vice versa, college players? What kind of impact do you think Otani will have that way? Yeah, I can't say precisely, Dan, but there's going to be some. Obviously, there's going to be some. And you know uh, that the best player in high school always pitches and plays some position. And you get a little bit of that in college. And then, of course, they're channeled into whatever they, uh, the scouts think is their best position or their college coaches thinks uh, is their best position. But the best players, the most gifted players, at least start out being many of them pitchers and position players. And some of them, inspired by Otani, are going to want to try that. We're talking to Bob Costas, uh, Hall of Fame sportscaster, MLB Network host, are we changing requirements on the Hall of Fame like we do with the NFL where running backs are diminished, wide receivers getting more receptions and yards and guys getting more sacks and quarterbacks getting bigger numbers? What is baseball's uh, sort of line of demarcation? Has anything really changed in the last you know, five to seven years? I think analytics play a greater part in it because the younger members of the Baseball Writers Association who qualify – having been there for 10 years, as you know, Dan, it's only the writers who vote, broadcasters don't. But the younger guys are more dependent on analytics, and even the older guys have kind of caught up with that. So they may see some players through a different prism. That's the reason why you look at Bobby Abreu and somebody says, you know what, I can compare Bobby Abreu to Al Kaline, who back in the day was a no-doubt Hall of Famer, and you're looking at Bobby Abreu and scratching your head, but maybe analytics say that you should at least consider him so that's part of it but then you know we've been over this before everybody's got to make their own decision about the steroid era if you're going on pure numbers mcguire sosa bonds certainly clemens a-rod they're all in already already manny ramirez all in already how do you parse that especially in light of the fact that it's reasonable to assume that some guys even if they didn't testify before congress or you don't have hard evidence that some guys already in at least dabbled in steroids during that period of time do you think we ever get to the point where we go, uh, you know, younger voters, they just say, you know what, steroids not a big deal to me, and we're going to put all these guys in? I, th- I think there's some sentiment in that direction. There's still a lot of hardliners who say no, and there's a handful, and I might be among them if I was a writer, who say I'm going to put Bonds and Clemens in a different category because I can rationalize that had they retired, before the turn of the century, they would have been in on their natural merits 
but I can't say the same for McGuire and Sosa. There's a school of thought that goes that way. But with each passing year, it seems that the hard line resistance to steroid guys uh, lessens. And part of it is the writers who say, you know what? I just throw my hands up. I get it. I get that a lot of these performances are not fully authentic. I get that we're comparing apples to oranges, but I just can't figure out how to deal with it. So the heck with it. Everybody <laughs> in whose numbers indicate they're going to get in. Well, it's like Lance Armstrong. He was yeah. the best at cheating. Yes. I mean, Bonds was the best. If you said everybody gets to use steroids, that guy is so much better than everybody else. And, and maybe Clemenger. No doubt. But but Lance was so good in a sport so dirty. I'm like, um, yes. I don't well, know. It, the example of that is that whether it's the Tour de France. I mean, I'm not an expert on cycling, but the various other events. I guess the Tour de France and the Olympics would be the two uh, most prestigious ones. They don't award the prize to whoever finished second behind Lance Armstrong because they figure at least one through 25 <laughs> were also on some kind of PEDs. <laughs> what would they do? Some, some guy out for his morning cycle? Oh, you on the side of the road. You're clean here. Take this. Yeah. You the with the uh, Schwinn bicycle. Uh, you get right. to, you win. You won the next stage. I have, Really? I didn't even. Yeah, you win. You're the only guy clean. Uh, who's the, how does this Otani deal affect future free agents? Like Juan Soto. Uh, can't, yeah. Does it affect? It probably does a little bit, but I said this on Saturday when the news broke on MLBN. Every GM in baseball is now rehearsing the following speech <laughs> to that star player and his agent. This is a high tide that raises no other boats because this guy is completely unique, and so is the Dodgers' circumstance. So this doesn't take a 30 million guy to 40. It doesn't even take an 8 million guy to 12. He's completely unique. Nobody else. Compare yourself to Judge. Compare yourself, if you're a pitcher, to Scherzer's deal or Verlander's deal. But this stands completely alone, and I don't want to hear about it. I don't know if that argument's going to carry the day or somebody will break ranks uh, and move the next great player, not to Otani's level, but beyond Judge's level, you know, beyond Trout's level and Harper's level and, and into the 50s or 60s, maybe. But I think, by and large, you could make a reasonable argument that Otani is in a category of his own, and so the, the conversation does not include him when we come to the next guy. Were you ever broached about being a GM of a team? No, 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 no. <laughs> and neither was, neither was I ever broached, despite all the talk about being commissioner of baseball. And I always said, I'm, I'm neither interested nor qualified. <laughs> so forget it. <laughs> but, oh, but don't be humble on this. You could have been commissioner. You could have been a, a really good commissioner. I might have been a better commissioner than a GM. Okay. I, really don't, I really don't think, I really don't think honestly, that I was qualified because there are aspects of it, uh, grasp of economics and especially all the backroom wheeling and dealing and twisting of arms. You have to have a certain kind of temperament for that, and, and I don't. And I, I always, the analogy I always used was, if you think a particular columnist is astute politically, that doesn't necessarily mean you think he or she should run for president or be a Supreme Court justice. Their role is to offer thoughts and People weigh it for whatever it's worth. And I was a commentator about baseball, not just calling games, but about the state of the game. I even wrote a book about it. And if people appreciated that, well, that was my contribution. 
Well, the press conferences would have sounded so much better if you were the commissioner. <laughs> I'll, I'll grant you that. Okay, good. All right, fair enough. Uh, Bob, great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. All right, Dan, one more thing. Yeah. I had nothing to do with the rankings. When people watched Prime 9, yeah. I didn't even know what the rankings were until they handed me the script. And there are some of these rankings and exclusions that I don't agree with, so don't blame me. Oh, you're distancing yourself. When I, when I hosted Sports Century, people were mad when Secretariat got in there. I go, I didn't vote for the horse, but... Well, uh, believe me, when, when I found out Secretariat was roughly at the same level of ranking as Mickey Mantle. I wanted to strangle you. And I knew it wasn't your fault, but you were the guy whose name I knew. I, know. I didn't know who else was I know. I had people mad at me. Uh, thank oh, you, Bob. Yeah. See you, Dan. Bob Costas, Hall of Famer, MLB Network, and host of Prime Nine. Yeah, when I did Sports Century, and we we're counting down you know, the top athletes, and it was a big deal. And I, I mean, I was... Not disappointed. I wasn't surprised that Michael Jordan would be number one, but he shouldn't have been number one. If, you, if you're talking about the greatest athlete of all time, I would say it's Jackie Robinson. Because if I factor in everything that he did, he was could have been a professional track. Uh, he could have been a running back. He played basketball at UCLA. He played baseball. He broke the color barrier, became a Hall of Famer, had teammates who didn't like him, everything that he went through just to play baseball and then to be a Hall of Famer, there's nobody like him. Now, you can say Jim Thorpe, and that's a different era, but to me, Jackie Robinson's the greatest athlete of all time because he could have done four things, at least three professionally. And, he, and, he, and baseball was considered, I think, his fourth best sport, and he became a Hall of Famer. All right. Uh, a couple of phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, we will close up shop, what we learned, what's in store tomorrow. We'll try to accomplish all of that right after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Make sure you check out danpatrick.com. A lot of special holiday gifts. We have a gift set there. Four pack of moonshine. You can get cinnamon apple, salted caramel, pumpkin spice, and our newest flavor, peppermint bark. Autograph calendars are there as well. A lot to choose from at danpatrick.com. All right, final results of the poll question. Seton O'Connor. The final results of this hour's poll question, Dan. (laughs) Were you not prepared? Of course I was prepared. Uh, Taking Shohei Otani off the board, who had the best weekend? Who... Mm -hmm. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, your options were Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, LeBron James, and Jaden Daniels. Okay. Right now in last place with 13% of the vote is LeBron James. Haters. <laughs> Haters. Haters going to hate. Yes. Uh, but then it's, it's almost a three-way tie between Jaden Daniels, Joe Flacco, and Zach Wilson. Uh, Jaden Daniels has 33% of the vote, though. Probably didn't think you would lump those together for a poll Joe question. Joe Flacco. Yes. <laughs> By the way, uh, Philadelphia's defense is a problem. Philly has given up 34, 42, and 33 points in the last three weeks. Now, in those three games, the opposition has 30 possessions against the Eagles. The Eagles have allowed points on 19 of the 30 possessions with 13 touchdowns and six field goals. So, only seven stops. She had five punts, a fumble, and an interception. If you're going to win in January or February, as Peter King points out, you're not going to do it that way. In fact, you're not going to do it if your defense is uh, that bad. So this is an issue. Philly offense, maybe Jalen Hurts is hurt, and maybe they get that back going. But that defense, and they've tried to get help out the secondary, but this is an issue. Yeah, Paul. Right now, the Eagles' offense is ranked sixth in the league in scoring. Their defense is 28th in the league scoring. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. All right, let's write uh, tomorrow's headline today, coming off the games tonight. Titans, Dolphins, Packers, Giants. Todd, I'm going to start with you. You are the king of mock headlines. You uh, can't beat Tua. That's what I came up with. You were the king of mock headlines. (laughs) Seton O'Connor, tomorrow's headline today. It's going to be... MVP, he, like he as in Timothy, M, uh, but it's going to be Tyreek Hill. MVP, he. <laughs> I'm he glad as you, in him. No, I got as in it. Timothy. MVP, MVP, he. he. <laughs> yes, Marvin. 
That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> but, it's they all? but it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't that the point? Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Reek Havoc. Oh, Tyreek Havoc. D- Dolphins just demolished okay. the Titans. All right. I like that one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little uh, bloop there. Paulie? It Tyreek's in here. Dolphins stink up the joint against the Titans. <laughs> oh, oh, like that. Upset alert. What? I get one more shot or am I be through? I mean, you can, but can't win because. That's fine. I mean, it better dominate. I'm not going to dominate. I'm saying falling out of love, Giants stun Packers. Mm. That's when we were starting to think there was something there with Green Bay and Jordan Love. Mm. The Giants beat them. How would you rate your Monday? Not that great. Guess <laughs> wise, I think yeah. solid. Every guess Monday. Yeah. Mike Golick Sr., Ross Tucker, Bob Costas. You did all right. Yeah, you did you all right did. there. What I had to say and share with the rest of you brings it significantly down. I think if Todd just focused on guests and less on the other stuff, then we're winning. Maybe. Maybe just not talk. I've had those days where I just didn't talk. Yeah. yeah. Not enough. Not this, yeah. <laughs> as much as you no. like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look who's here today. I didn't know you were here today. Yeah. Give me one of those lines. Okay. All right. <laughs> How about this day in sports history? I uh, got a couple. Joe DiMaggio finished his career, you know, 13-year career, all with the Yankees. That Overrated. Not- <laughs> Too soon. 1951. Uh, Miami Dolphins and Don Shula on the cover of Time magazine. Mm. 1981, Muhammad Ali fought his last fight. Who did he fight? Trevor Burbick. Bad boy. Uh, bloop, bloop for you. Uh, one of the great songs in music history re- was released this day in 1985, Dan. No, I Fritzy should know that. I always feel like somebody's watching me. I can't enjoy my tea. It was actually Super Bowl Shuffle by the Chicago Bears. Oh, oh, sorry. So bad. Too soon. Grumble, yeah. grumble. Yeah. Uh, and Little that. League uh, ruled on the Danny Almonte thing in 2001. He was mm. too old to play Little League baseball. Mm. Uh, let's see. 23 is too old. Charlie Ward won the Heisman on this date. Matt Leinart uh, won the Heisman on this date. Whose career would you want? Charlie Ward played in the NBA, Florida State, Matt mm. Leinart, ballroom dancing, USC. <laughs> <laughs> Paulie? Do you think Charlie Ward would have gone football over basketball in this era of the more friendly to the running quarterback? And, and quarterbacks who weren't big. He was not a tall man. No, Charlie was, I think, 6'3". Was he? Yeah, I think so. I think... Yeah, you know what? I got him listed 6'2", 198. Yeah. Um, you think he would have leaned football? Probably. You know, he played a long time in the NBA. I know. That's what I'm saying. If you Would you take Charlie Ward's career or would you take Matt Leinart's career? 12 years in the NBA. What was Leinart? Four years in the NFL? Yeah. We can only go by one thing. Salary. <laughs> Charlie Salary. picked himself up, you know, 35. How much? Like 35 million, I okay. think. Okay. All right. I don't know. What was the uh, 1996 signing bonus for the top quarterback <laughs> taken? Because it was probably. Yeah, I got 35 for Charlie Ward. Leonard salary is pending. Okay. <laughs> pending. Uh, I think that's it. His USC salary was good. Yeah, whoa. Whoa, hey, too soon. Come on, no come taxes on, on that whoa. either. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Under the nice table. Yeah. Uh, Matt Leinert made in his pro career. This is wonky. They don't have it, and they always have it. Hold, please. What? By the way, what does Caitlin Clark get her first year in the WNBA? Is it like $70,000? No, I think she can max out her salary. Let's say the Indiana Fever take her. I think it's two hundred thirty-five thousand on the court. Oh, okay. I think I got. I'm almost sure that's it. The max deal you can get in. Because you know, this is what people are going to say. Well, she should stay at Iowa. Well, 
whatever endorsement she's getting at Iowa, I'm assuming she's going to be able to capitalize on that when she goes to the WNBA. You're going to get a salary, and then you'll still have endorsements. But So you could have her and Aaliyah Boston both on the same team as you know, back-to-back number one team, uh, number one players selected? Yes, Todd? Is it possible certain sponsors would find you more interesting in, as an Iowa player than an Indiana Fever Oh, yeah, player? yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I would think Indiana, if it's local restaurant, uh, car dealer, you would have the same thing in Indiana. Plus, you know, marketing-wise, I would think, now you're in the WNBA, you know, she, she's going to do okay. But I'm, I'm curious, you know, Angel Reese won the national title, called out uh, uh, Caitlin Clark, and, and, and I said at the time, you know, she's a very good college player, but there's no draw for her in the WNBA. Like, she'll be, oh, yeah, that, that's the girl who did that to Caitlin Clark. It'll be a big deal when they go against each other. She needs to max out now because she's not a great player. In, she'll be a double-double, you know. She'll be, you know, 14 and 10 or something like that. But her her draw was at LSU, and they won the national title. She certainly played a big role in that. But Caitlin Clark going into the WNBA, Paige Beckers going into the WNBA, like those will be signature draws. Uh, but Angel Reese is a, you know, really good player who will be going into the WN. But she might not even be a top-10 pick. I'm going to guess. So uh, let me get to Adam in Illinois. He's been waiting a long time. Adam, thank you for holding. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, Dan. Morning, boys. Morning. Shout out to Paulie there, fellow Illinois guy. So a couple best here for you guys. Recently had a new baby. Wanted to uh, shout out his stats for you here. Named Killian Patrick, 21 inches long, a stocky 8 pounds, 9 ounces. All right. How about Easy. that? Um, Patrick. Now, uh, yes, sir. Uh, other best, Cowboys kicker. This guy's amazing. we got to get a nickname for this guy. You know, we've had Greg the Leg and Legatron. Uh, we got to get something for this guy. He's, like, single-handedly getting respect for kickers and soccer players. So that's yeah. pretty tough to do. Yeah. Something like, uh, you know, Brandon Authory or something like that. I mean, he's banging in more trays than Steph Curry. So, I don't know if you guys can come up with something, but we got to get this guy a nickname. All right. Thank you, Adam. Fritzy, maybe you could come up with a nickname for the Cowboys kicker. I'll work on that. You just have to find out the name of the Cowboys kicker. <laughs> Aubrey or something like that? Yeah. Something. Aubrey Plaza? Yeah. Aubrey Huff. Aubrey Plaza? <laughs> yes, Dad. That's all I had. Okay. Once again, how would you rate your Monday? I'm going to say passing, but not by a lot. Passing. Like a 73, right, like, hoping that we curve up to a close to 80. <laughs> Todd, I'm grading you a little higher than that. If Thank we're you. each giving you an individual grade, okay, I'm going give higher. give him a grade. What, what's your grade, Seton? I'm saying he's an 85. He's 85. Yeah. Marvin? 83. Paulie? Guest-wise, A-. minus. Yeah, but performance overall. Out of, out, or out of time. You have to say it like the Dancing with the Stars guy. Aight! When he holds up the number. Honest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, the only place to collect them all, Panini trading cards. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. Thanks for joining us. We're going to do it again tomorrow. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.